0: Hi,
1: welcome to D&AD, the father-daughter podcast, where we talk about family, business, travel, society, health, technology, and anything else you can think of. You'll learn about new and different topics from a teen, daughter, and student's point of view, plus an adult, father, and business coach's point of view.
0: Dad, are you ready?
1: Let's do it. So sit back and enjoy these mind-buzzing discussions. Hi, Day.
0: Hey. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you?
1: Good. It's been a while.
0: It has. A long time.
1: How are you doing the stays? these days?
0: These days I'm good. Summer's almost over. A week till school. 10th grade.
1: Excited. And nervous. And nervous? Yeah. For you or for your parents?
0: Both. <laughs> Both? And other people there.
1: I wish you the best of luck. It's going to be an amazing year.
0: Thank you. Let's hope so.
1: So, what are you talking about? What are we talking about? Healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare. Healthcare. Okay. What do we want to talk what about got, healthcare?
0: What do you have to say about healthcare?
1: It's healthy, it's care. And it's stressful. It's always there. And it's a big topic. What do you want to cover today?
0: I just wanted to sort of talk about the the healthcare that we have today versus the healthcare that you had, let's say for example, when you were younger?
1: So like thirty years ago, fifty years ago? About. Okay. I mean I can share with you Yeah. so the differences between different countries. Yeah. I mean I'm born in Russia and I spent a few decades in Israel and then in the past ten years in
0: So did, where were you born? Born in Russia. So how was the healthcare there?
1: Almost forty years ago. Yeah. Terrible? Why? I mean terrible comparing to what we have now. In America. Yes, and also in Israel.
0: So how was the healthcare in Russia?
1: The system in general was outdated, but the people was was all about people and uh knowledge. I mean if you had a doctor, the doctor was if you had a good doctor, he probably knew so much. Like mean- no People learn how to be doctors in the old days without the advanced technology we have today. Which means they have the very, very basic tools to determine disease. Tangle. In the in the days, back in the days. So you're
0: saying they they knew the basics, but they, they knew people, so they used both to sort of
1: Yeah, to understand a stomach problem without all the advanced technology that we have today. I mean, you have any pain, today they're going to send you to CT, to scan, to ultrasound, to all these amazing tools that can let the doctor to see in and out in a few minutes versus a doctor who have to use his hands and his knowledge and his expertise to touch you or to hear you or knock on on your stomach, and based on that, understand what exactly you're going through. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, the doctors, if it's a good doctor and with with good experience, they've been very big experts. But then on the other hand, seeing what type of amazing tools we have today, it's it's like not comparable. Like somebody ride a bicycle or riding on the horses versus today we have... Air spaces that flying around. and that's kind of the way I see it. With that being said, people used to live much shorter time. I mean, if you will say today in the U.S., someone in the healthcare system is ninety years old, living in a system living or even walking. Or I mean, our grandmother was driving car until she was 92 <laughs> until the officer says enough is enough he's yeah. driving too slow <laughs> but back in the days in Russia in the 80s and in the 90s that was before Russia that was the USSR that was Soviet uh, Union if someone 75 years old would call the ambulance and say hey I have a heart attack I'm 75 years old the dispatcher will probably say, with all due respect, sir, I have nobody to send you. You're too old? You're too old. Oh, my God. That's sad, but that that was the reality.
0: So, they rather... It's the age, so if...
1: You're too old. You're 75. You're, you're 80. Stay and die. We're not going to do anything about you, right? We're not going to spend... Money. Money and facility and effort on trying to save you. Either way, you're going to die soon. Versus Israel... For complete opposite, I will tell you. I mean, as you well know about our grandmother who came in the older time and they discovered uh, a tumor in her back of her brain and they fight for her life with the best surgeries and procedures. And she... all the key. She was... That was after 60, but that was very complicated tumor and she survived after that for she lived in 25 more years despite all the uh, dozens of
0: so imagine if you think about it how many old people above the age of 70 or 75 that they left at home in Russia they could, they could have all been saved with just an IV or some obviously it's not that like simple but maybe a few could have been saved some simple for sure uh. Sure. Um, how was going to the doctor when you were younger? Russia, Israel, how was it?
1: So I think it really depends on the healthcare system. I mean, if, we, if you want, we can talk about the major differences of healthcare system and providers. For example, the major difference is like in Israel, the healthcare system is... Centralized, which means that the government controls the main health care system and then, and provides and responsible for it. And you have multiple state or country hospitals, and then you have some type of additional private insurance, but it's not really private. So on one hand, the cost of the insurance is very minor, even though they take it on the other way by Drawing your taxes like here, we have social security taxes, we still have state tax, we have city tax in some areas. So, over there, you have also type of taxes that are going straight from your payroll check that goes towards your insurance, healthcare insurance.
0: Rather, here
1: we so here you pay if you have a private insurance, you pay a lot, just one big ticket, versus in Israel, you pay it through different channels through your payments, right? So you pay a little bit for your personal employee, you pay for your kids, et cetera, et cetera. But with that being said, because the government is providing the majority of the services, so you can pay a few dollars a month, but when you go to a hospital and you need any major services, it's going to be a long, long line to get it. For example, if you want to get an MRI or CT or any complicated, expensive testing, you're probably in Israel going to wait in the public services a few weeks, few months. On
0: the street, you're going to stand.
1: No, not on the street. But let's say your doctor, your 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 first doctor, <laughs> saying, "Listen, Is you need to MRI? take." Yeah, you have you need, you have a waiting list. They say for sure,
0: well, MRI, then. so you die by the time.
1: You don't die, but it's definitely <laughs> causing some delays, which means potentially may cause some delays of discovering and preventing some of the diseases or development of diseases, for sure. If everything is available for everybody, if everybody will just sit down at home and have a full capacity to any type of testing, let's take a completely different example. If you have a car, right, and you have a a light, check engine, could be many things, right? It's a symbol of your car needs some attention. So you call your garage, you, you call your, you know, your yeah. service company yeah. and they say, we have appointment for you to come four weeks from now. Versus you can just drive in like a car wash. You don't need to make appointment, and they will provide you any checkup full in and out. They That's will probably. plug in and they will they will check your entire system. You see the main the, the, the major differences, okay. But if everybody always needs it and the government pays for everything, you cannot just provide all type of testing for everybody. I I remember speaking to a doctor, orthopedic doctor. Uh, I came to him. He was ex-Russian and he was big expert. And I came to him uh, because I was. Fighting a lot, doing MMA and Taekwondo, so a lot of injuries. Injury. I had injuries. Yeah. I had so you know ankle, ankles, and and shoulders and Mistake. toes and rest. Yeah. It was always always pain somewhere. So I used to go to a doctor. Listen, I I have a serious pain on, on my shoulder. What should I do? So I remember he says like from far far away. He didn't even touch me. He didn't even, like ask the right question like. From 10 feet away, he says, Raise your hands and tell me if it hurts. I said, Yeah, it hurts. Good. Go make, go do a scan, go do a Rengan scan and come back to me. Right? It was like a, like a movement, like no personal care, no personal question, no personal.
0: And do you think that's good or bad? Personally, for you, you it
1: was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, you could. My my shoulder was out. I didn't need. I didn't broke anything, right? If he was only spending another five minutes, understand what exactly happened to me, and use his hands and his knowledge, he could bring back my shoulders to the right place, and and that's it.
0: Maybe that comes from a place of maybe um like ar- arrogance, maybe ego.
1: No. So I asked him after that. Is yes. it,
0: does it come from a place of? Oh, I feel I'm so smart. I could tell from a mile away.
1: No. I'll tell you what happened. I asked him after that. I came back to him with my with the copy of my Rankin, and I said, can I ask you a personal question? And, you know, and I really, it was really bothering him. I said, why you didn't spend another minute or two? So he told me, listen, do you know what number of patient you are today? I said, what? says you are number 427. Yeah. Right? With that amount of people who's just standing in line and having another 60 people waiting outside and everybody have shoulders or everything that hurts and everybody's standing in line, the person is no other way than like a... Come and go. Come and go, exactly, like like a Mm drive-through. That's sad, but that's what it is so does that answer your question to compare
0: when i go to my doctor yeah checkup and like annual checkup or whatever do you see when, when you come or if you ever come with with me and you sit there does it ever go through your head wow there's a difference between how you're being taken care of now in this room this checkup room compared to how maybe i was 30 years ago?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh. What goes on? In- day and night. I think it's a day and night. So on one hand, we get, thank God, really amazing friends and doctors and we got service from the first people who welcome in. You know, you have a waiting area for sick kids and you have a waiting area separately for non-sick kids and you have toys and you have a TV in the waiting room, etc., cetera, et cetera, all that. And you have a parking and all that small minor things that really make the experience. And you can schedule your appointment online and you can get your result online and everything is on record and on file and you pay by credit card. Versus in my old days, if you're in the middle of a night and you don't have a friend of a personal family friend, which means your uncle or a friend of an uncle. You can really run to right. Remember, it was no real good phones. Access. <laughs> uh, it was no cell phones for sure in my in my age. To the lot as a kid. So you don't have access to the public service. You don't have access to international research. You don't have your public records saved somewhere. Nothing. You just knock on the door in two a.m your best friends with a kid on your shoulder and say my kid is has 102 or 41 42 celsius he's boiling it's second day i tried peeling potatoes i tried giving him bad vinegars i tried all the grandmother's recipes recipes and Mm -hmm. nothing helps what should i do that that was the assistant i can get and this poor doctor will call like a like in the movies, he has everything he had in his bag, starting with the stethoscope on his shoulders, and he can check and if he sometimes he had some medication, right? So he was also the person he was the C V S on the wheels. He had this ten, twenty, twenty five the most common medication, and that would he has to treat you. And, and if, if not, not if not, then you're probably gonna get to the hospital, which means you are in a very, very bad situation. I mean, hospital is like, you're about to die, or you are super injured. There's no like, oh, I have And also
0: that treatment. money in the hospital was expensive back then, no?
1: Treatment, I mean, depends. In Russia, yeah. In Israel... In Israel, is a different story. In Israel, again... It's 30
0: years go. ago, not today.
1: Iborn, for example, right? I born very close to the chernobyl attack which means the pollution and uh and not too far from there so that affect a lot of babies and their their healthcare situation it was a, a very big radiation in in the air mm-hmm. um if you don't know what happens in chernobyl you should definitely learn about it but that's for a different episode, and how's that really changed the world, and how's that changed the okay. Russia back in the 80s. But a big explosion of radiation station, one of the biggest ones, and it was denied despite the fact that thousands of people died. That was very sad. But we live not too far from there. I mean, Does
0: that our, affect you? Did your help your child?
1: That's what people say, right. I had a terrible situation in my stomach. I could not eat and process anything without getting pills. Which means, if I got like a juice of carrot juice, like tomato juice, anything that is toxic or have any major requirements, that's an ambulance and hospital for me.
0: And you were at the hospital and ambulance when you were younger?
1: I just ignored it. My parents treat me well and they ignored and they learned what to avoid.
0: So it was easier for you. But you, when you were young and you saw other kids or other situations, like
1: nope. they went? No. Nope. Okay. In Israel, when you got injured and you get to the hospital, even until lately, because there's so many people around and the doctor is doing way beyond their capability. Staying long shifts, double shifts, triple shifts, stay awake 20 hours uh, where still I have a long line of people needed treatment. That's sometimes sad to see, but when I needed a hospital in Israel and I had to go through procedures, I remember myself and others and family members sometimes getting or waiting for a bed. There's no, af- no bed to put you, there's no room to put you have more people than beds. You have more people than rooms. And so that's why maybe you're going to stay in that. You-
0: Nowadays, there's so many lines. You only wait a few days later because you just say, when a few open up, we'll let you in.
1: You can't just make a wish and say abracadabra and you're going to build a hospital and you're going to have a new 200 experts, top Oops. experts, doctors and, and nurses. It's not happening one day. It's a educational and movement that challenging the entire system. Then you have another challenge, right? The doctors sometimes they want to get paid, right? They invest so many years into their education. If they spend the most of their years learning and gaining we felt and gaining the knowledge, right? It's such a long time to get educated seven years and then another three years and then another year and then you have army service in Israel in between. So, you know, you can get until late 40s until you're starting to really see a good income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now they want to, as they should be, they want to get treated well and they want to get a good income. Mm-hmm. for, And maybe, you know, get back for all the years that they've been they've been saving and had to spend in school. So if the social system is not supporting the way the private sector is supporting, mm-hmm. it's hard, right? There's but a difference. If, if you're, if you're a, let's say you are a cardiologist and you're going to work for a private system in the United States or in French or in any other country and you can get a very high ticket of salary mm-hmm. versus in the system in Israel or in any other country that it's more government system, in the public health system, you're going to get way less.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, way, way, way less, like third of it, half of it. So that's a challenge. But the government cannot pay half a million dollars to every doctor. No. Like, it's not sustainable. So so where you find compromising between the people need treatment, need a good doctor, but at the same time, the best doctors goes to in, in some cases, to where they will get better place to work for and better rewards for their years. Mm-hmm. That's that's the challenge. But also a different challenge. I remember you reading the book of uh, Tony Robbins, right? If I don't have a mistake. Yeah. So share me.
0: I forgot the name of it. But
1: I think he, it's like something.
0: Something... He he speaks about how he um, he's a speaker, right?
1: He's a big uh, he's a big speaker. speaker. He's a motivational speaker.
0: Exactly. So, in the beginning of the book, he or throughout the book, he speaks about how how is him how in the past a few years earlier or maybe ten years earlier, while he was speaking, he he realizes that he's out of breath because when he, when he speaks, he jumps up and he's really energetic and very motivational. He's He's, amazing. He's a very, he's a very motivational speaker. So when he, so throughout the years he, he found out he, he had diabetes and he's, he's already very old and pretty old for diabetes. And he said, how do I, instead of sitting down and just living with diabetes and fu- and live- building his life around it, he thought to himself, "How do I cure this? How do I get rid of this to to improve my body?" He found a way through through eating, through more more mental, but also very physical. And he speaks about it and he teaches about it. And one of the things he said, as, related to this, is that. The insurance that we have, especially in America nowadays, every month we pay something something thousand dollars. But for if you especially if you have a big family, you're paying a few thousand dollars for each kid monthly and
1: they're not Yearly, yeah.
0: Yearly. And you don't have You don't use it. You're not using it. You don't really have any emergency things every single month or whatever and every year. Thank God. But so he, he's, he was speaking about, especially when you get older, he's, he was talking about that, how you should just, every month you go get checkups. You sort of use.
1: So, so yeah, let me rephrase that. Was, so what happens is, as you said, the majority of the usage of the insurance funds been used in the past, in the last few years of person's life. Which means you could pay for your insurance through 60 years of your life, and not really use it, and then, God forbid, it, when you are, you are in your last few years of your life, you're 80, you're 90, you're 100, you broke your, you broke your hip, got paralyzed, got COVID, you got other health issues, and then it's becoming like a domino effect, and it's piling up. And then suddenly you need to be 24-7 and you need multiple, multiple doctors and multiple systems to be around you. And then you're really using what so-called... You like life? You're using a lot of insurance money. So what Tiny Robbins says, let's think a little bit outside of the box. And instead of spending, Split so-called wasting the money at the last moment of your life or the last year of your life or the last month of your life, how we potentially create a system and tools and innovations. And and that's why he's also investing as as a startup in different doctors. And we know some doctors are in that fields. Investing in different fields and in different interesting doctors and systems that you can start to check up and the quality control of your body, of this mechanism, amazing mechanism, on the regularly from the very early stage 10 years old 10 years old 30 years old, right? why you want to wait until you measure your health of your heart for example when you're already getting almost a heart attack and then you are also you already in the emergency situation maybe run a scan system when you're 30 40 45 etc right and a lot of interesting development and Medical innovations, been pushed out, and a lot of smart people working on it. Mm-hmm. So, that's definitely something interesting to look into.
0: Uh, that's the book would recommend. All right. Yep.
1: That's the book we recommend. Okay. So I want to wish you a great health. You too. In Yiddish we say "agizund," mm-hmm. and many years in prosperity. Early checkup, lots of exercise, good diet and um and all the best you too again thanks thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and want to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media and leave a rating and review and to catch all the latest from us be sure to follow us on instagram and linkedin
0: thanks for listening
1: see you next time
0: see you next time